Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, freedom at last. Regional Victoria gets the green light to reopen faster than expected. But Melbourne's locked in. No change in restrictions yet, although a small business owner is now challenging the lockdown. Stranded overseas, the push to get stuck Aussies home. And Qantas HQ up in the air. The flying kangaroo looking to take off from Sydney with thousands of jobs on the line. This is Seven News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Regional Victoria will take a major step out of coronavirus lockdown at midnight tonight. Under step three, people can leave their homes for any reason. Beauty salons can also reopen and hospitality venues can welcome seated guests inside and out. Regional Victorians have done a mighty job. This strategy is working. It has worked in Regional Victoria. It is working in metropolitan Melbourne. You can get these numbers down. It's a different story in Melbourne, which remains in lockdown for another six weeks. Rapid response teams are being sent to the Casey region in the city's southeast to get on top of a COVID cluster. Melbourne's curfew is facing a legal challenge from a Mornington Peninsula restaurant owner. Michelle Loello is applying to have the late-night curfew overturned on the grounds that it's unlawful, that it breaches the Human Rights Charter and that it's cost her thousands of dollars in lost revenue. Her lawyer filed papers at the Supreme Court yesterday. It's one of two cases against the state government's COVID-19 response. Pressure is mounting on the federal government to help bring home tens of thousands of Australians still stranded overseas. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Olivia. Labor wants to dispatch VIP jets. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, the opposition urging the government to send its fleet of RAAF planes, usually reserved for the Prime Minister, the Governor-General, visiting dignitaries to bring home stranded Australians 100 at a time, claiming the fleet is largely sitting idle, though it would require hundreds of flights to cater for some 25,000 Australians who are stuck overseas wanting to fly home. Many struggling to get on a flight because they are now, there are now far fewer because of the border closure ticket prices have been inflated and still a cap remains on the number of international arrivals limited to 4,000 a week to Australia because of the number of places in hotel quarantine. The government says any increase in that cap is a matter for the states. Federal MP Warren Inch is calling for a quarantine hub to be set up in far north Queensland for returning travellers, given many hotels there are empty, saying it could boost jobs in the region 
as well with workers needed to service those hotels. The government is offering hardship loans for any Australians stranded overseas but they have to meet strict criteria and only the most diff difficult cases uh, will the government provide support. Jody. OK, Olivia, thank you. A serving member of the Australian Defence Force completing mandatory hotel quarantine in Sydney has been caught breaching COVID rules. The 26-year-old has been fined $1,000 for inviting a female guest into his room. The 53-year-old woman was not in mandatory quarantine and was a guest of the hotel. She's also been fined. It comes as the Premier raises concerns about low levels of COVID testing across the state. Figures have dropped below 10,000 for two days straight, the worst turnout since June. South Australia has now reopened its border with the ACT. The decision means that people flying between the state and the territory will no longer need to quarantine. Those driving, however, will still need to isolate. A ruling on opening the border with New South Wales will be made later this week. Qantas bosses are considering moving the airline's head office out of Sydney in a bid to save millions of dollars. The move could mean the possible closure of its current headquarters after standing down close to 8,000 staff during the pandemic. The airline could shift to Brisbane, Melbourne or even Western Sydney. We're going to be reviewing all things that are possible uh, in terms of our head office location. Qantas has said it will look at incentives from state governments when deciding where to base its workforce. A man has pleaded guilty to attempted kidnapping after trying to snatch a toddler from his father in Melbourne. A chilling video of the attack, which happened last November, was shown in court yesterday. The boy's father can be seen desperately trying to protect his two-year-old son. Michael Rawson admitted he had taken a cocktail of drugs, which led to delusions the child was his own. Victoria's police union is calling for a faster rollout of tasers after two officers were forced to shoot a man in a shopping centre car park. He'd threatened them with a large knife, the drama playing out live on radio. A tense car park standoff. Oh, he's very agitated. Police point their guns at a man trying to convince him to drop his knife before two officers open fire. One witness describing it live on 3AW. Police in black. They're shooting. They've just shot. I can't see. I can't see if they've shot him, but there's just been three or four rounds. It was almost as if he looked around and thought, there's no way out. They're all around me, you know, I can't get away. And that's where he sort of looked back at the senior constable and he just took three or four steps and charged at him. And that's when the three shots went off. The 24-year-old had been in a medical centre with the knife, which he'd just bought from a nearby supermarket. He was dazed out, he was spaced out. He uh, asked a number of times, yelled at police uh, to kill him. But officers couldn't get him to surrender. He was talking and sort of gesturing with his hands like this quite erratically and waving the knife around. Put the knife down, that's all he said. As backup arrived, he calmly lit a cigarette and shoppers were told to keep away. They can't pepper spraying because he's got freaking sunnies on. I heard three gunshots. Um, and then we were ushered back inside and the doors were locked again. I believe he was shot in the chest. I don't think the police had too many other options, to be honest. A policewoman who fired was just days out of the academy. They gave him so much chance to drop the knife and do the right thing. He chose 
the wrong option. The officers had capsicum spray. Capsicum spray isn't effective on uh, many occasions. But no tasers. The Police Association says all frontline patrols should have them. We know that police members that do shoot someone, um, even where the um, person that's been subject to that force um, has survived, suffer lifelong harm as a result of being involved in these incidents. Paul Dowsley, 7 News. A scammer has tried to exploit the tragic death of Lisa Curry and Grant Kenny's daughter by setting up a fake fundraiser. 33-year-old Jamie Kenny died from a long-term illness on Monday with her family by her side. The fake fundraiser was set up on Facebook less than 24 hours after her death. It was made in the name of Lisa Curry's husband, Mark Tabone. A driver has narrowly missed pedestrians before crashing into Labor MP Chris Bowen's Western Sydney electoral office. The Shadow Health Minister says it was a miracle no one was hurt, with the office usually full of people. It's just one of those very lucky things that nobody was there a few minutes before a gentleman was sitting there and it could have been a very different outcome. The driver, a 60-year-old woman, was treated for shock and taken to hospital for checks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jets no longer needed by a downsized Virgin Airlines are making their way to the United States. In a significant move for aviation enthusiasts, five 737s have bid farewell at Brisbane Airport. Ten American pilots were flown in on a $54 million private jet owned by a Queensland family to make the journey back to Arizona. Virgin expects more 737s to face a similar fate. While many Victorians are currently locked out of New South Wales, there's been an exemption for four cute kangaroos. It's hoped the mob will not only attract visitors to their new home in Sydney, but also raise awareness about their species in the wild. At Wildlife Sydney Zoo, there's a new pack in town, the sisterhood of travelling roos. Julie, Kirby, Tabby and Nutmeg are Kangaroo Island kangaroos, a subspecies of Western Greys. They arrived from Victoria last month to boost the numbers. Kangaroos are really social animals uh, and they do live in mobs. Joining the wildlife park's two other kangaroos, Joey's Dot 
and dusk. We think having six kangaroos here at Wildlife Sydney is the perfect number for our mob. We're calling the cutest Aussie six pack. The kangaroo walkabout section of the zoo was closed for a few weeks so the sisters could acclimatise to their new home. Now it's reopened. They've settled in really, really well. Cupcakes made from carrots and sweet potatoes making the transition much sweeter. They're actually coming over to keepers, smelling us, eating from our hands and a couple of them even enjoyed a bit of a neck scratch. Some of these kangaroos here are orphans that had to be rescued from the side of the road. A reminder for everyone who visits the zoo that when kangaroos are killed, there are often joeys that are left behind. A lot of people don't realise if they do unfortunately strike an animal that lots of them have pouches and that they can actually stop and they can check and they can potentially rescue a little baby joey. Samantha Brett, 7 News. The royal family is at the centre of a major row over social media posts marking Prince Harry's 36th birthday. Hugh Whitfell joins us now from London. Good morning, Hugh. Royal fans are furious. Morning, Jody. A backlash online, mainly from fans of the Duchess of Sussex. After all three of the main social media accounts connected with the royal family, so that's at royal family, mainly from the Queen, at Kensington Royal, messages from William and Kate, and at Clarence House, which belongs to Charles and Camilla, they all posted uh, messages wishing happy birthday to Prince Harry. Uh, now, they all... Uh, posted photos, but they didn't post any photos of Harry with Meghan. In fact, all of the almost all of the photos are from Harry's pre-Meghan life, and that has not gone down well with many of Meghan's fans online. The Sussexes, though, seem to have shrugged it off by donating about $180,000 to CamFed, uh, the Campaign for Female Education, and in doing that, they've released a quote saying it is a no better way to celebrate what really matters. So maybe a sly dig at their family members. There, meantime, William and Kate have had their masks on and sleeves rolled up visiting a bagel bakery here in East London, a chance for them to see how businesses have been trying to cope with the pandemic across the UK, this bakery in particular donating food to those in need. Jody. Always plenty of controversy. OK, thanks, Hugh. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading higher. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE rose and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed down. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was up. The All Lords was slightly higher and the ASX 200 was down. On the commodities market, gold is trading at $1,962 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 38 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 73 US cents, 76 Japanese yen and $1.08 New Zealand. A Sydney driver has been awarded more than $100,000 over this arrest back in 2013. The woman had a gun pointed at her chest, was handcuffed and her dog pepper sprayed after she failed to stop near Picton over her expired registration. Instead, she'd driven a further three kilometres home and was arrested, then detained for six hours. The Court of Appeal ordered she be given $115,000 over her complaint of false imprisonment, battery and assault. Detect a bushfire in minutes and put it out within one hour. That's the ambitious new plan from mining magnate Andrew Twiggy Forrest. He wants Australia to lead the world in staring down fires and floods. It's a plan to take our battle with fire and flood into the future. What if a fire never becomes a disaster? Backed by serious money from one of Australia's richest businessmen. The fire and flood resilience blueprint and our first mission, the fire shield. 
being compared to the Apollo space mission in the 60s, this plan considered just as bold. By being able to put out any dangerous fire within an hour. Adrian Turner battled devastating fires in January that threatened a family property in Kangaroo Valley in New South Wales. The fire shield, he says, would detect the fire risk, predict its behaviour and respond immediately by using technology like drones, even watching from space. There's even a possibility that you could use satellite detection to find fires early on. Or draw on the public's mobile phone. To find ways to have everybody that has a cell phone potentially being able to play a role. It's a bushfire service already bristling with technology, but as the last devastating season showed, Mother Nature at its worst is hard to stop. When 11,000 fires were burning simultaneously. You can't necessarily get to every one of them straight away, but I, and I guess that comes down to early detection, better prediction. The strategy also backs hazard reduction, something local fire crews are doing plenty of in coming days. Chris Marr, 7 News. The saying there's strength in numbers certainly applies in Thailand during the rice harvest. Drone video has captured this spectacle of a massive flock of more than 10,000 ducks streaming into a flooded rice field. The birds are let loose to devour pests, hiding in the stubble once the grain has been harvested. These hard-working modellers are known as field-chasing ducks. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a near stationary low will generate rain, some heavy and thunderstorms in South Australia, southeastern WA and the southern Northern Territory. Onshore winds will spread showers across much of northern Queensland. Warm winds will filter over New South Wales ahead of a southerly change in the evening. Around the capitals today, a possible shower in Brisbane heading for a top of 24 degrees. Mostly sunny in Sydney, tops of 25. Early fog then mostly sunny in Canberra. Partly cloudy, tops of 22 in Melbourne. A shower or two developing in Hobart. Partly cloudy in Adelaide and in Perth today and sunny and 35 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday the 16th of September.